Welcome to Manifit Podcast, where we explore life-sustaining and changing strategies in everything fitness, food, and faith. So pull up a chair and sit at the table with your hosts, Jay Hiller and Jesse Rolfe. Hey there, Jesse. Hey, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm hot. I ended up just mowing the yard and got a good shower. Now I'm ready to roll. Got a good hey, day let's, going. Let's go. Don't you don't you normally feel just like super refreshed after taking a shower? Yes. I actually feel more productive when I get stuff done than I then the shower feels better. And it's like, I don't know. Showers during the week and you're just like, eh. But once you like work hard outside and then you get into the shower, you're like, Yeah, this 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 was worth it. Yeah. Uh, weird question. Yeah, yeah. Do you like uh, showering with all the lights on? With Off. it completely dark or with it like just natural light? Natural. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Just showers feel so much better when it's just natural light. I don't think I've ever showered in a pitch black dark. You've never <laughs> just gotten up at like... Three in the morning, four in the morning, and somehow find your way in the shower and forgot to turn on the light? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Guess that's just me. All right. Awkward. Yeah. Well, um, I hope everybody's doing well today. Um, I hope y'all have had a good week. Um, I've hoped y'all had some good months um, as we've kind of dived through different topics over the past few months. Uh, today, we're going to uh, try to do things a little bit differently. Just, just a, a tad bit. Just, just a, a tad bit. Um, today, we're going to just kind of sit back and just kind of talk through uh, just different areas that we feel like lies are hindering us from success. Um, hindering or everybody at least, from success. Or at least limiting us from experiencing a full relationship with Christ. Yes, yes, very true. Thank you for that, Jay. Yeah, very true. Um, one of the two, but it, it's very these common kind of lies that that we hear, you know, almost weekly from somebody, um, whether it's or yourself, family, um, whether it's ourselves, our spouses. Uh, so I think it, it'd be good as we wrap up our uh, first season that we just kind of sit back and we just uh, kind of talk and try to uh, eliminate, uh, like I said, some of these lies so that we can uh, better have a have a better foundation moving forward. Yeah, um, couldn't say it better. I just just want to take this time to really denounce the evil one out of our listeners lives and out of our lives and just use this time. I mean, Jesse, you and I talked about this is like we were talking about all this practical stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we talk about all these habits and all of these uh, different mindsets that we're using. But uh, this th- this episode, we're, we're really just kind of thinking, you know what, let's just speak scripture over our listeners. Mm-hmm. Let's denounce the evil one, bring in Christ into everyone's lives and Yes, we talked in the pilot that we welcome everybody from every walks of life. Yes, we're going to use scripture in this one. Yes, yeah. they're going to not be reading whole chapters. And no, we don't believe that pulling a singular scripture out of 
context is the greatest way to interpret God's word and God's intentions in our lives. So we are going to use a um, verse or two. Uh, We will quote them. However, uh, we'll have them in the show notes and we encourage you to go back and read the whole topic so that you understand the premise, the background, the history and the culture that we have um, because that's what we're drawing from, but we're trying to hit the high points of the scripture so that these lies, you have the sharpest part of the sword to really penetrate the deepest part of that lie so that the truth and the light can shine in your life. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, How about we do this, Jay, before we, we dive into the lies, how about we uh, say a quick prayer and and get Mm. going you okay with that? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, if y'all bow y'all's heads or if you're driving, just uh, just get a, a moment. You don't have to rally your head, um, but just kind of be a, a moment of posture. Um, Hands on the wheels. To, yes. Hands on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to our Father. Uh, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I just uh, thank you that uh, you've kind of put this on me and Jay's heart to kind of start this podcast to hopefully reach people. Um, and hopefully change our own lives and the lives of our families. Father God, uh, we just pray now uh, that your power, your spirit would come over us and that we would uh, speak truth um, and would denounce the evil one um, and and start the battle and, and or finish the battle um, in our mind and, and stand strong um, against those fortresses that are coming against us. Uh, so we just uh, pray that you would um, just guide us with your rod and your staff um, and that you would let your face shine upon us um, and that you would uh, just help us through our dark times and be with us through the light. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen, man. So um, I think the best way for us to start the biggest lie that will probably take probably the most time um, is, is that lie that we tell ourselves that we're not good enough, that we're a failure um, that, you know, we just don't have what it takes um, to live the life God has set out for us. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or even to take it uh, in the same direction, but uh the lie that we can't live up to what we would like to in our own life. Yeah. Or what we think that we're supposed to live up to, what the culture kind of tells us that we need to live up Mm. to, or or even Mm. pressures within the family, within the household of uh, normalities, you know, cultural norms, family norms. Mm. Um, So what do you, what what do you have to say about that, Jay? Why do you think, um, why do you think so many people struggle with this sense of failure? Yeah. um, So many people have a tough time with failure and I think everybody does at some point or the other. Um, For me personally, um, when I sit here and I feel failure, it's very much an internalization of it because I'm always assessing and trying to figure out where I could have done better. And a, Uh a great story today. Um, I was, I was over at my mom's house mowing, her yard, um, being a good son and taking care of it in about 98 degrees heat. Yeah, it's about 103 now, but I tried to do it in the morning and it was about 10 
And I was, mm-hmm. I had sunglasses on, had my music going. I was weedy eating. And this gentleman, I see him down in the cul-de-sac. He, he goes up to a house, turns around, walks off um, from there. I'm not really paying too much attention. He continues on his walk and I'm uh, edging the sidewalk in front of my mom's house. And I see the gentleman walking up. He's sweaty. He's tired. Um, he's just kind of slowly walking and he's a big man. And uh, I, I sit here and... I decide, hey, you know what? Instead of running this weed eater and chancing the fact that I might throw a rock or throw mm-hmm. dirt in this man's way because he's exercising, he's trying to be uh, healthy, I'll get out of his way and I'll go and put my weed eater away and I'll actually just grab the lawnmower, position it, and then grab the weed eater and go back to what I was doing as he passes by. Well, he actually stops in the driveway and he looks at me and he goes, Sir, I'm so sorry, but mm. could I borrow some some water from you? First part, it's really sad that in today's society that he has to address his failures to ask for a simple cup of water when he's been exercising in a neighborhood. Sure. Second of all, it's also really sad in today's culture that you have a defensive mentality of going, oh, why is this adult male in the front yard and connecting with me on a social level? But... Needless to say, I help him. It takes some time for him to recuperate. We have conversation. He goes about his way. He's good. He's healthy. But after that, I was sitting here and assessing my conversation with him mentally. And I was going, you know what? Did I really do the right thing? Did I did, did I should have offered to drive him to, to his house. I should have sat here and given him a Gatorade for the second beverage instead of a, another water bottle. For electrolyte replacement, or I should have sat here and offered him to come inside or something of like hospitality and this internal thought process of like a sense of failure that this complete stranger I didn't know was there, but I didn't, I didn't really fail him. I helped him. I was providing for him, but there's still that sense of failure. And I think that's, that permeates in a lot of people's lives and that inner talk sits here and goes, Oh, I could have done this, but Mm -hmm. we don't focus on the positive facts of what we did. I mean, I did, I didn't shove him off. I didn't sit (laughs) and say, dude, you chose to sit here and (laughs) run and walk in Texas at 1030 in the morning, (laughs) sir. You need a camelback. You need a a Yeti cooler and you need an umbrella and sunscreen. And even (laughs) then you're still not going to make it if it's past 1045. (laughs) And so it's it's kind of like when you say how how do people look at failure uh, mm. the first part that i really would like to tackle is like that internal voice of mm-hmm. like how we're sitting here and talking to ourselves mm-hmm. because the way we mentally sit here and say good job jay you helped the man you were there for him you're open yeah i mean you weren't you weren't perfect but neither is he you're two people that are trying to walk the path and y'all are willing to interact with each other. And that's the mindset that we've got to wake up with. And I have to do a better job of going, you know what? I need to sit here and recognize the good in my life. And I need to recognize the good that I do in my life because that good is not coming from me because I'm imperfect, but that's coming from Christ and that's coming from God. Mm. And the other cool part, that I thought was really neat is at about that same time that the gentleman was sitting down on the driveway, trying to take shade against my, my family member's car, because I mean, he was 
really tired and dehydrated. Um, my mom was bringing out water and I was like, what are oh, wow. the time coincidences? Yes. Wow. I don't need water, but this gentleman uh, needs water. And so I got to sit here and talk with him. So that was a direct experience. Not four hours ago. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. It's that's <laughs> God's timing for sure on that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting uh, that you you bring that up. That even when you do something like that, like a good deed, um, like we always look back and think, like, could I've done that better? Like, what did I lack in uh, the process or lack in the actual um, action that I did? And negating the fact that like just helping him out was a huge like thing for him. Like, I think if we set him down, if we could find the man, set him down, like, he would tell you, like, I could care less if you gave me a Gatorade, like, you could <laughs> buy me water, you know? And so it's funny how we sit back and we look at that and we say, man, I wish I was better. I wish I could do this. I see this person. I wish I was more like that. And I think it's this culture um, we've built up. Um, where we live our lives 10, 15, 30 seconds at a time. And what I mean by that is it's whatever we can put on Instagram, Facebook, mm. Twitter, mm. Uh, TikTok. Like that's life now. That's yeah, that's people, the highlights. Yeah, that's what people consider like, oh, you you have a, a life. You have a good life. Look what you're doing on Facebook. Look what you're doing on Twitter. Why can't, why is my life not like that? And so, I mean, it's very, it's very interesting to me uh, that our culture has gone that far and we get in this mentality that we forget um, that we're made uniquely. Mm-hmm. We're made in God's image for a unique purpose. And so it reminds me in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, verses like 12 through 26, but I'm not going to like read all of them. I, I encourage you all to go read them. But as you were speaking, this verse, this um, chapter, these verses came to mind. And it's talking, the whole chapter is talking about like the the spiritual gifts. Yeah. Um, and how we're all kind of geared to a certain spiritual gift based okay. on, you know, what the Lord and the Holy Spirit has provided us. Uh, you know, the, we're, all, we're not, huh? The, the love, joy, peace, happiness. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. So like the, the spiritual gifts of like discernment, um, wisdom, gotcha. like, um, healing, um, prophecy, you know, those kind of spiritual gifts. Gotcha. And so, um, you know, we, we all can like pray to have more spiritual gifts. We can all pray to be um, a certain type of person. We can all work to be better at a certain type of person, but our inner beings, the way God has made us, we're all uniquely made. We are geared towards a certain way. Um, and really we'll get the more, the whole um, potential of our lives, the purpose of our lives. If we can figure out, you know, what God's purpose and intention for how he designed me to be uh, to better service kingdom. Uh, but anyways, in those verses from 12 to 26, it talks about uh, the body of Christ. And in there on, uh, let me see, let me find it. I have it right here. On verse 27, it says, The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, nor the head say to the feet, I do not need you. 
On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Um, and then before that, um, in verse 14, uh, it says, uh, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. Or the, mm. or, And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would make it that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? Um, so I, I think about that and, you know, we can apply it to the scenario. You know, if we're all perfect in a certain way um, that is deemed, unfortunately, by our culture right now, that is like if you're a TikTok TikTok star, if you're an influencer, if you're a, a professional athlete, whatever, uh, then you'll be happy. You'll be successful. Uh, you'll get kind of what you want out of life. Uh, but really you're negating kind of the whole purpose here is that we're not all called to be presidents. We're not all yeah. called to be pastors. Yeah. We're not all called to be teachers. And if yeah. I tried to do something I'm not called to be, like, could I learn to do it? Sure. But I'm not any more effective in the body of Christ. And so this internal being of like um, failure where we feel like we're not succeeding, I think has to stem from like, we're not recognizing what we're good at. Okay. And we're not, not focusing on that. Yeah. You're focusing on your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings up kind of another lie um, that, that we're, we often, Uh, talk about is that, you know, uh, this lie that I can never overcome my past. Like I made too many mistakes. I'm never going to overcome my past um, Mm -hmm. from those mistakes. First off, address what those, which one of those is your habits and then listen to our previous podcasts. (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) Uh, but um but yeah so um to jay's point though like in our previous podcasts you know the the first series over habits and then the the last little series over when the war on your mind and learn to overcome uh kind of these negative thoughts these anxieties these stress uh induced um identity issues and there's a quote by Thomas Jefferson that goes, honesty is the first chapter in the book of wisdom. Um, so if we want to overcome uh, failure, if we want to overcome this sense of, you know, I'm just not good enough because I made too many mistakes, we have to be honest with ourselves regarding those mistakes and Correct. honest with ourselves to what you said, um, you know, that we're all failures Um and we're all going to make mistakes. Like he, like the guy in your scenario who was running, like he didn't prepare adequately. He ran out of water. Maybe it was hotter than he thought, but it's still, he didn't prepare. And so he had to kind of suck up his own pride in the middle of a workout and ask a stranger to help him out. Um, yeah. so I'm sure for him, he probably kind of felt like a failure at that moment. Um, though, I mean, he was winning way more today than I was. I've sat on my butt all day, so um, good for him. Um, but, you know, in Galatians 
uh, 4-7, you know, it talks about how we are no longer slaves. You know, in the past uh, month, when we've talked about winning this war over our mind, we've talked about how, you know, Paul speaks about um, doing the things you no longer want to do. Like you don't do the things you want to do. You do the things you don't want to do uh, because we were once slaves to sin. And then Christ came and freed us from sin uh, to those who, who believe in him and accept him as his Lord and savior. Um, So in Galatians four, it says that we are no longer a slave to sin, but a child of God. And since you are a child of God, he has made you also an heir. Um, So we, we have this heir to his kingdom in heaven. Um, because we're his child. So it doesn't matter our mistakes. It doesn't matter what we've done in the past. Um, All that matters is what our future is. And our future is with him. Our future Mm -hmm. is in heaven. Our future is for God um, and with God. Um, You know, um, sorry, I I keep rambling here, but uh, another big uh, passage, couple passage I think about, especially in the Old Testament, was thinking about two two lives: the lives of uh, Rahab and the lives of King David. And so, King David uh, is arguably considered um, a man after God's own heart. Like he's correct. Considered, that is what he's called. Yeah, he is considered like God's God's guy. That, that if you want to learn to live a life like one follow Jesus. Like as Christians, that's what we're called to do. Imitate Christ and be like Christ. But first, first, but (laughs) David uh, was a good example of, of living a godly life. But even David um, in the, the midst of his reign as King uh, committed adultery and committed murder. Um, And so God was still faithful to him because he, he repented and he turned back to God. Um, But there was still consequences for that. Um, and then you have a story of Rahab, who is also in the lineage of Christ, right? One of the only women, um, one of the few women uh, in the lineage of Christ, if I remember correctly. Um, so in her story, which is a little bit before David's story, uh, you have Joshua um, on the end of the 40 years where the Israelites were in exiles. They're coming Correct. in. Uh, he sends Without two Moses. Yeah, he sends two spies into Canaan to kind of scope it out and and see if it's, you know, can we go in, can we win um, and, and take over this land that God promised to us. So Rahab, her, her, her whole job uh, was being a prostitute. And so living in that world, being a prostitute as a, as a female, you're kind of the lowest of the low at that point. Uh, you're worshiping probably another God because you're living in the midst of a, a people who don't know the God of Israel. Um, and out of faith, when these two spies come in um, to, to the city of Jericho, she hides them um, and protects them from the, the city um, so that they can then go back um, and, and tell Joshua that, yes, we can, we can go in that land. Yeah, is this ours. is how we conquer Our, this town. Yeah, this is how we conquer it. And so, um, so I mean, you have these two kind of polar opposing stories of people who were all the way a man after God's own heart, and then you know made mistakes, and then a woman who lived basically a, a life of mistakes, and then you know turns and and lives this life for God. And so it goes to show that 
it really doesn't matter the background. It really matters what you do moving forward, how you let that kind of affect you. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, that, that's such a good point. And it's such a true point. We don't want to, we want to learn from the past to affect the future, but the past stays in the past and the future is yet to be written by our choices and our own free will, but it's directed by the steps that we take in God's uh, presence. And so, um, that's such very well said. And I'm glad that you brought up the, the Rahab and the David story um, because they're the other side of uh, side of the fact that you already stated is another true lie that hits us. hits mm-hmm. a lot of people is they don't feel special. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to sit here and be the number one gamer, mm-hmm. the number one athlete, the number one surgeon, the number one, whatever. I mean, we're, we're, we're culturally driven to create a hierarchy of competition. Who is the best locksmith? Who is the best potter? All those things. And here you have Rahab, who's literally culturally pretty low on the totem pole, and God uses her. Needless to say, this goes throughout the entire Bible. Um, you will find King David. He started off as a shepherd and mm-hmm. you have uh, disciples that started off as fishermen and they were drawn to sit here and walk with God while he, he was on earth. And so you're looking at all these normal people. And when you sit here and consider the fact that God uses ordinary people, God would never consider you not special. Because every single one of his creations is something special to him. And above everything, he create, He treats us as humans, as his children. And he even created himself and created us in his image. And for that, in and of itself, you are created by the one true being that created the universe, that created earth, that created animals, plants, birds water, air, fish, and you are a representative of him. So to ever sit here and consider yourself as not special is not true. But that feeling is often a lie because we're focused in the wrong direction. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think, um, you know, kind of what we've been talking about our focus isn't really of heaven isn't really of god but is of earthly things we we tend to think that we need to store up possessions here um but really we should be like storing up possessions for heaven like um, getting our seat our throne not our throne but getting our house our our room ready in heaven and so yeah, I think that's a, a, a big issue that plagues us, um, that we just have a hard time of focusing um, on really what's unseen. You know, I think yeah. that's the hard part. I mean, part that's what I was going to say. A, a hard part a lot in Christianity is that um, people just have trouble understanding the unknown. We, we like things that are tangible. And, you know, God palpable. being palpable, yeah, and God being... Uh, 
eternity based, right? Um, he's outside time. He's outside space. He's outside matter. He created those. Um, and so it, it, it boggles our mind from a scientific point of view um, because we base everything on what we can test and retest. And so uh, I think that's something we, we struggle with a lot in and of ourselves is that we struggle with not having enough faith, feeling like we're not able to, um, we're not able to sit here like we're doing right now and and speak on these matters of things that um, are unseen, that are theological, um, because we don't have the training, we haven't gone through, you know, traditional Jerusalem Jewish law training that you would see back in that day. So, like, it, we don't know the historical. Uh, things like that are going on like from historical politics yeah like you know we're just normal everyday guys right you're a father you're a pt um i'm a father i'm a pt we're you know amateur at best um gamers and um it's like who are we to talk on matters of what we're speaking about right now but i think that's the really kind of the the not the point, but that's some of the points made in the Bible is that God takes these people who have really no means, uh, not means, but God takes these people who, who you think aren't the best suited for a job. They don't fit the mold. They don't fit the mold and he uses them. So a good example of that is kind of in Acts chapter four, uh, where Peter and John, they're going out, they're preaching the gospel and healing in the name of, of Christ in front of like biblical scholars uh, of that time. Yet they preach with this boldness, uh, though they were not formally educated by trade. You know, both of them were fishermen, um, so, but they spoke clearly. And I think this is due to our experiences that we kind of have in life, like God uh, kind of brings us through these these different um, life experiences so that we can better be able to um, articulate how God has worked and how God will work for uh, you through those experience. Um, and so he those experiences help bring our faith up. You know, the more we're able to do something, the more we learn, like you can attest to this more than I can, but the more you see your son do something, the more you have faith that he's going to be okay while he does it. Like when your son was learning to walk, right? The more that he would stumble or fall, you know, you were there making sure he was okay. But like the more that he could walk without stumbling, the more you kind of sat back and just let him go. And so you had that faith that built with experience. And so, um, you know, I really, I'm just because I I like hearing these stories anyways, but uh, you had a, a really good experience in PT school. You went to the Endeavor games um, and got to see these people who, um, and I'll let you speak more about all of that in a second, but uh, I got to see these people who kind of had their life shaken up and then be able to put it back together and have faith in kind of themselves again and their ability to do stuff. Yeah. So there was a place, uh, in Oklahoma city or Oklahoma, and it was the Endeavor games. And I got the opportunity to be kind of like the 
medical assistant staff. I wasn't the medical staff, but like if any of the athletes needed to, they could contact me and I would go get the medical staff and I would help assess them. But it was uh, where the Paralympic games, their tryouts were. Some of the uh, point systems were there. So Germany was there. Um, England was there, Team USA was there, and then what was really neat about it is most of these individuals that were there were also teaching younger kids. Hmm. Um, but what the kids were is they had from all walks of life in which some were born, uh, with different disabilities ranging from, um, spasticity or they're missing a limb to disfigurement Mm -hmm. to uh, inability to use one side and there was one specific race that i got to see it was a hundred yard dash and um there was the professional level and then there was the amateur level right after it uh the professional level there was Team USA, there was a couple of others, but there was one individual that didn't have any legs, didn't mm. have legs, wow. but he was not in a cycle. He wasn't in a wheelchair. He wasn't in a tricycle. He only had r- metal rods from his where his hips would be all the way down to what we would call tennis shoes because that's what was on the end of it. And so when you see people and they're running in like the Paralympics, most of them don't have anything from the knee down. And they have those blades um, Mm -hmm. that are kind of used as springs and they propel Mm -hmm. them forward. But this guy, he only had straight rods. And when he ran, think of like a, uh, an old timey blender mixer that had the different, um, that you would mix brownie batter with or like oh, yeah. batter. Those are, and so they yeah. would go in circles and oh, wow. this man was going so fast. He won the heat. Wow. He didn't compete at the national level, but it was unexpected because you have these other individuals that had capable knees, but mm-hmm. they didn't have say a foot, but this man had nothing from mm-hmm. the pelvis down. And that was really neat to see, but right behind it, there was the amateur level and what Jesse was talking about with people that don't necessarily fit the mold and come from all walks of life. This guy sat here and he was in some kind of traumatic experience. He was getting into the blocks and gun goes off. He takes off. Everybody takes off and running. This guy loses his leg halfway through the race. Oh, wow. <laughs> now I, I can't express that the closest thing that I would think that it, you, you could simulate literally losing your leg would be thinking that there's a still a step in the staircase and you completely just eat it because oh you God. expect that there's something there that there's not. He obviously doesn't win the race, but what's cool about it is the gentleman that sat here and won the heat prior mm-hmm. professional with no pelv or no legs from the pelvis down comes helps him up gets him going and runs with him through the end of the race wow. and that was really really inspiring to see that this person that who does not fit the athletic mold turns mm-hmm. around and is able to help someone in need and that does not have exactly 
the know or the wherewithal of how to successfully um, move and run in their new body uh, from another experience that just they didn't bring upon themselves. Most likely they didn't want it. They didn't ask for it, but God can use other individuals that are not picture perfect Mm -hmm. athletes to go pick somebody up and help them walk through life and finish that race. And yet that person felt awesome. He met a professional athlete that day. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. That's, that's real awesome. And probably someone now he looks up to a lot. Um, and you know, really you hear stories of that all the time, like, of these high school kids, you know, being a football player for the local team and they go and they play catch with a, you know, fourth grader or something. And that kid looks up to them and wants to be just like the high school player. And then that high school player is looking up to like a college player, a pro player and vice versa all the way up the chain. So Mm -hmm. while you may not be, while we may not be like these high figure um, influential people, we could be a stepping stone to get someone, you know, where to that point. Yeah. And, and that leads into another really good topic that addresses a deep lie that uh, permeates from childhood to end of life. And it's the lie that you don't have a purpose. Mm. And what I mean by that is, no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how successful you are or how much of a failure you are, you always have a purpose. And I'll take it from the standpoint of if you believe that you're a failure and presume that you haven't addressed the lie that you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Edison, inventor of uh, the light bulb, mm-hmm. depending on if you do history with Nicholas Tesla or whatever, I know that's out mm-hmm. there, but... When he sat there and developed the light bulb, he sat there and they asked him, well, like, well, what about all those other times that you didn't make the light bulb? He goes, oh, no, I just learned a thousand ways to not make a light bulb. And he mm. rephrased it and he re, re perspective, used a different perspective. And just like the story that he utilized about the Paralympic Games, mm. um, the trials, you can sit here and use yourself to sit here and look back behind you and see who's coming up behind you and you can help them. And the reason one really good opportunity is for your kids. And like my church here in Texas is very, very, very big on having the kids teach the younger kids. And the idea is they, they tell them every Sunday that you do not have to wait to be great because there's this permeating idea of like oh well you know what i gotta study more i gotta Mm -hmm. pray more Mm -hmm. i gotta go to church more i gotta take the right certification i've got to exercise more i've got to diet more i've got to do all this but in reality you're learning valuable information whether you intend to or not Mm -hmm. you're learning what will work or does not work you're learning on how to sit here and improve yourself or you're learning what does not work for you as long as you're sitting here and you're focusing on that. And then you utilize that and you can take it. And that's a driven purpose that God can utilize. And you turn around and you help the person behind you. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, I 
say to, you know, one of, one of the things we have in physical therapy is we kind of have these internship mentorships, whatever you want to call them clinicals uh, is what they're actually called, but where students come and they have to get hands-on experience, right. With a PT. And so, you know, every year I take one or two students and for me, that's exactly what it is. It's me imparting this wisdom that I've learned to hopefully help a generation be better at the craft. You know, I don't necessarily consider myself like a good PT um, or a great PT. I think I'm, I'm adequate. I think I, I'm above average, but I think if I can provide this knowledge to someone else that they're able to then take that forward and then that can take forward and then that can take forward to where we have this high uh, degree of level of expertise in our fields. And it kind of stems from, you know, that one little stepping stone, like we were just mentioning earlier. But I was really, um, to kind of put another food for thought in there, I was really thinking about this. And I've been thinking about this for probably pretty much a year now. Um, whenever, you know, I'm seeing tough patients or I'm dealing with tough clients, uh, that really have you questioning your kind of your faith in your ability, but but your expertise in your ability and kind of this this uh, lie that we were talking about, like, is this what I'm really called to do um, because I'm struggling here with it? Um, and I've come to this realization that if you take pretty much every job out there, right? Mm-hmm. Think about everybody in the world. Every job, if you're if you're the if you're in that job, if you're the expert at the high level of that job, you're in the one to two percent of the world of people for that specific job. So, like occupation therapy, we're we're top one two percent. Like we look at these athletes, we look at, and I keep going back to athletes to social media people because that's who our culture idolizes, at least here in the West. Like we idolize the stars, um, and we think, man, they're the top echelons. They're the they're the one top one two percent of the population. Uh, but really, we're all the top one two percent if we think about it, just in our field. That's so true. Yeah. Isn't that, that it puts a new perspective, right? On, on how you kind of look at yourself and, and take yourself, your purpose in life. Like I could not be a, a teacher. No, but no. I can, but when you, I go to a gathering, if I'm the only PT there, like I can talk nonsense to people, Greek to people, um, because they don't know, they don't have the education and the understanding that we have. But if mm-hmm. I go talk to you, I'm going to feel way less of myself because you're intellectually just smarter than me. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, and that's one reason why, you know, me and my wife, uh, kind of chose the church we chose my for those of you who don't know, my sister and um, my brother-in-law's twin brother um, are PTs. So we have four PTs in our basically immediate family. And so family gatherings are pretty much all talking about physical therapy stuff. Uh, friends that we all know are pretty much physical therapy. So the church we chose to go to, uh, we live in the same town as my sister, is separate from them, uh, partly because we wanted to get a more 
um, cultured group, mm-hmm. which cultured sounds wrong, but a more diverse group of, of influence. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I, that's a food for thought. I like, it's, it's what I, like I, I chew on. Um, I like that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but that also definitely feeds into one of our final uh, lies of that we don't have any abilities that God could use mm. as well. Yeah. I mean, you're, or I'm not good at anything that, that premise of you're holding back at doing whatever you want, or you're not going to try because you feel like you can't because you don't have anything that God can use. And that's totally not true. Yeah, no, I mean, completely not. You know, we, we've been talking pretty much this whole, hour um it feels like uh which has been good but we've been talking about you know being kind of we have this purpose in life where if we can you know figure out what god has designed us for then we can tap into this purpose and we can get more fulfillment and and be a better that sounds wrong but be the asset that he wants to his calling that we can be used the way that he has intended us to be. But then you, you, you read people like Dr. Roll, who Mm -hmm. um, was a professional football player and then went off and became a neurosurgeon. Um, And so like stories like that is just amazing. Like he's gone like this severe, like almost roller coaster of a, a life, which it's not really a roller coaster. He's just gone from one like extreme to now he's doing the complete other. Um, and to throw back to our, our, um, you know, shameless plug of our, our other series that we've talked about, you know, he's done it by applying what he calls the 2% way. Um, so a little bit different than James clears 1% um, better a day his is trying to make yourself 2% better each day will help you achieve your goals in the the long run. So I'm really interested to read his book. I think it's officially out now. I do too. Um, yeah. And I'm really, really excited. We may do a giveaway um, at the end of our season here um, for y'all and we can, uh, uh, we'll, we'll buy that and send it to one of y'all that book. Um, I think it's, it'd be a good read. Um, I've listened to him talk about it. And talk about his his kind of story, and it's pretty amazing. Um, just the impact that having the right mindset, um, dispelling these lies, and setting up these habits to help form you into this this person you you're called to be can can do in your life. Yes, I mean it, it's it's all about our focus. Take away the focus from what you can't do, what you don't like you've done in the past. Give that up to the Lord and then turn. Know that tomorrow's a new day. Know that today's a blessing mm-hmm. and recognize that it's all uphill. It is hard, but nothing worth having isn't hard. And each one of y'all can do it. Amen. Amen. Um, so we just uh, encourage y'all uh, to continue to um, strive 
to be better, 1% better, 2% better a day. Uh, you know, learn something new each day um, and try to progress and encourage others to progress. You know, don't let your friends, your family stay stagnant where they're at. You know, if you've stuck with us this long, uh, then apply. Um, then hopefully you've been applying what we've talked about and hopefully you've seen uh, what big of an impact these um, principles can make in your life. And hopefully you have that desire to see that in the lives of, you know, those around you. Um, like we've said from the beginning, our goal is to help change ourselves, help change our family, help change you. And hopefully that will help change, you know, the culture around us. Um, and so like always, you can uh, hit us up on Facebook at Manifit Podcast. Um, you can check us out on our Twitter and Instagram, um, hashtag Manifit uh, Podcast. Um, you know, look at, go check out our, our podcast. We're on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, the Manifit Podcast. Uh, you can check out uh, both of our websites. Uh, the first one is acast.com forward slash Manifit. The second one is Anchor dot com forward slash manifest uh you know leave us a, a review if you like what you've been hearing go to apple uh or spotify leave us a review it really helps get our podcast out there to the masses uh we believe that um this is the message is something that people are kind of hungry to hear um and need to hear to help um kind of better their own lives on a day-to-day basis um So like always, uh, we just thank you for listening um, and then may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the ManaFit podcast. Check out our website, www.acast.com slash ManaFit or like and subscribe at ManaFit podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions or want to just reach out, you can email us at manifit22 at gmail.com. And as always, may God bless you and keep you.